but I had started grad school and I needed to kind of venture out and learn different teaching strategies and different ways of having a district just implement different things for their educators. And I really enjoyed it and it was a great experience moving and trying new things. So the crazy thing is that as soon as I moved to my new school that I specifically went into interviewing with, basically interviewing them as they were interviewing me, and I chose a school that I knew that I was going to stay at long term, um, I only had 13 kids in second grade, and so it was the craziest thing. I was um, there one day, and I had to miss school because my now husband got into a motorcycle accident and could barely move so I had to stay home and my poor principal called me in the morning and was like Miss, Miss Alvarez I'm so sorry to to call you and um, can you call me and so she was like I'm so sorry for the circumstances but we had been fearing this and I knew you were a little nervous about it but we're having to level you and guys I was already crying because my boyfriend at the time was, you know, in pain and I had to miss school and I felt bad because I was at a new school and I was scared that she would be upset that I was missing a day and they had to find a sub, etc. Um, but she, yeah, I ended up starting bursting into tears and then I get the lovely news that I am going to pre-K four at a new school. Thankfully, it was a school that I subbed at, which was awesome because I already knew some of the teachers and I had amazing support whenever I moved there. But guys, I just have to say that pre-K teachers are the most patient, loving, kind, sweet people. If you ever decide to be friends with an educator, I highly recommend being friends with a pre-K teacher. Um, I don't know how they do it. It was a really rough year, but I ended up making it through and I actually got to have some of my kiddos in my second grade class this year. It was really, really awesome. So yeah, if you're a teacher, go give those teachers hugs every single day and check on them. And if you're a parent, bring your teacher coffee in the morning. Uh, they will need it and they will greatly appreciate it. Bring them chocolate. I had one parent that um, we were always having challenges in the classroom and her daughter was very sweet, but it was really tough and she would bring me coffee and it just made it a little bit easier to be patient during the day. But anyways, so I ended up um, teaching this year for second grade and unfortunately I had my mom go through a lot of health problems and as soon as COVID continued to get worse, I unfortunately had to resign. There was a lot of, you know, back and forth with that decision because I have a huge passion for teaching and I love my students. Like I said, I had some of my kiddos from pre-k-4 in my second grade class and we had built a community but unfortunately um, I wasn't able to get you know exceptions for teaching remotely and I just didn't feel very safe with all of the different things that were happening at my school but on another note I am getting to continue doing what I love and being able to kind of stay sane as a stay-at-home mom by doing this on the side and just kind of sharing everything that I still love with other people but anyways I hope you enjoy this podcast I'd really love feedback um this is my first podcast that I've ever started and I just saw other people on Instagram kind of doing it and it looked like a lot of fun I figured it'd be a way to kind of 
share my passion and still be involved in the education world while staying at home and just kind of sharing all these tips and tricks that I've learned over the years to help kind of make your life a little bit easier. I've, you know, gone to grad school, I went for literacy studies, and I've also had a lot of experience with different types of students um, with being in two different districts. And so I have had different things that I've had to learn throughout the years. So I want to go ahead and I want to dedicate this episode to kind of helping those people that are stressed out. Now, we have been going through a lot of CRAP lately, and I think the biggest chaos is not knowing whether you're going to go to work the next day or if you are going to work the next day. We're also having to worry about, oh my gosh, I'm coming home with all these germs and I might be sick or I might get somebody else sick. So right before I resigned, all I can say is that I was a mess. It's a huge, huge mess. And I honestly think that educators right now, if you are somehow holding it together, then props to you. But most of us are not holding it together. We might seem like it from the outside, but I know that I've had so many friends call me saying that they've cried at school, like where no one could see them. And that they're just having a really hard time juggling everything. Our district right now is doing both online and in person at the same time, or at least my school was. And it was just challenging because I felt bad. I felt bad for the kiddos that were in class and I felt bad for the kiddos that were at home because I felt like no one was getting 100%. And in return, I felt like I was missing out on teaching my students and them getting the best out of our time. And it was just, really, really depressing at that time. As educators, I feel like we've kind of come into this job because we have compassion and we have patience and we have kindness and we're somehow able to make it through a full day teaching over 15 kids at the same time and being loving and caring and kind of putting ourselves in that parenting role because we're responsible for their safety and I think with COVID happening you know that puts a lot more pressure on us because we feel like we're responsible for these students health and their education and that these parents are trusting us with everything. So with that, I have to say that if you're an educator listening, please don't put that stress on yourself. There is only so much that we can do. And if you are showing up to work, you're doing way more than I can do because I'm having to keep my mom safe at home, but you are doing an awesome job and you are giving those kids a lot of kindness and happiness even when you don't think it i think we have all had those times where we get upset with our students because we're just going through our own stuff or they're just not listening and we kind of have to raise our voice and be a little bit more stern and we see in the end that they still love us and they they don't even recognize it sometimes that we're in a bad mood they think that it's just a part of everything they're just so sweet and nice and i think that if you're an educator listening, please just take that off of your chest. Please, if you were thinking the same way that I was before I left and had to resign, um, the one thing that I really regret is putting that in my hands because it was a lot of stress. 
And if you're a parent listening, just know that you're doing a good job being a parent and being there for your kiddo. Um, we are going through really tough times right now. And I think that we just have to give ourselves a little grace right now and understand that we are not going to be perfect and that even in a normal world, we wouldn't be perfect. So normally I would be giving some reading tips or tricks, but I just wanted to focus on this episode of kind of helping my listeners let go of some of that stress going on right now. And um, I feel like we can all agree that we cannot be great educators or great parents unless we are happy and able to be a little, at least a little bit stress-free. I am not certified in any of that, but I just wanted to give some advice based off of experience that I've had through teaching throughout the years and now being a mom and teaching and teaching remotely and in person at the same time and stepping back and having to think, how could I have done that better? So the first tip I want to give is that I really feel like we as educators or even parents should lean on others and also check on others at the same time. Guys, it was not easy resigning, and I had a lot of people kind of turn their backs on me, which was very sad, Um, but you know what? I had a lot of people that were there for me as well, so I know that sometimes it's scary to lean on other people, and we feel like we're kind of, you know, making their life more challenging because we're sharing all of our struggles or things that we're going through. But all I have to say is that the people that truly care about you are going to be there for you. And I know that because I have all these friends that are reaching out and yes, it might take time from my day, but you know what? I really genuinely care about them and I want to make sure that they're okay and I prefer that they reach out to me and they vent versus being upset or, you know, letting things spiral and get worse by holding all of that stuff in. So just know that the people that genuinely care about you will be there for you. So my second piece of advice is that I feel like we should try to not take things too hard on ourselves and we should be a little bit understanding of others as well. I know there's been so many times where, you know, I get frustrated myself and I kind of lash out on others and I make that mistake of, you know, ruining somebody else's day and I've had people do the same thing to me as well. And the one thing that I've learned is to just try and be understanding of other people and what they're going through and if they lash out on me, I just try to be there for them or... Um, separate myself and understand that they might just be going through a bad day and whenever I make those mistakes of having a bad day myself I try to go back and apologize or explain where I'm coming from so fortunately I feel like that's the hardest piece of advice I'm gonna give because at least for myself I know it's really hard because I I take things very seriously whenever people are unkind to me and I put it on myself and think that I did something wrong or that I'm not good enough and I've had to practice reminding myself that you know I am not perfect and I'm never going to be perfect and that the only thing I can do is try and make my life easier and the the people around me make their lives easier as well by just trying to be a healthier person and just letting things go and not taking it too hard. So the third piece of advice is a little bit close to home and makes me laugh a little bit because my husband always tells me that I need to do more things that I love and that I'll be less stressed if I do that. 
and my passion is teaching reading. So that's why I've been immersing myself more in it with my Instagram and helping others. And so the third piece of advice is to find something you love, do something that makes you happy. And I had to learn that, you know, whenever I was teaching and being a mom at the same time, I had to learn how to separate those two things from each other. I would go to work and enjoy myself at work and try not to focus at the things at home. And then whenever I would come home, I would try and leave everything at work. Um, so that kind of leads to my fourth piece of advice. My fourth piece of advice is that you should use your time wisely. Now, we only get a certain amount of time during the day, and I feel like as teachers, we are always constantly rushed or feel like we don't have enough time because we have this huge to-do list of things that we want to do. That way our lessons can be more efficient and like more engaging, but I've learned that the one thing that I did a lot during my first couple of years of teaching is I wasted so much time during my planning time going and talking in the teacher's lounge or going and grabbing a snack or sitting and enjoying myself and just staring into space. Um, and I learned that I need to use my time wisely at work. That way I can go ahead and leave work at work. So this year I had a student teacher and I think that's the one thing that I told her that I wanted her to gain from being with me is to time manage, um, to make sure that you use your time wisely. That way you have more time later to have self-care. And so what we would do is we would practice by going and dropping off our kiddos to specials and then beginning our planning time right away. We would dive right into it. We would kind of make a to-do list right before of all the things we wanted to accomplish during our planning time. And then we would just go ahead and focus on them. We would try to stray away from all of the side talk. Um, of course we would go ahead and stop and have a little bit of side talk because we enjoyed each other's company, but we would try and make sure that we limited that or we would hold each other accountable of staying on track and actually getting that stuff done first that we had on our to-do list. That way at the end, we would have like five minutes or so that we could go ahead and enjoy or at least feel good that we got all our planning done for the week. And one thing that we did do is we set aside a day at the beginning of the week that we would get every every single piece of our lessons done that way the rest of the week was just um, kind of enjoying the kids and maybe making those different copies or creating those lessons that way they actually were more engaging we knew what our priorities were and we stayed focused so i guess the fifth a piece of advice for getting rid of stress would be to just try and stay focused during your day. That way, at the end of the day, you get to enjoy yourself. So I'll go ahead and I'll review just in case. Just I, It's just like a teacher thing in me to review everything at the very end. So the first piece of advice is to lean on others and check on others. The second piece of advice is to be understanding and not take things too hard. The third piece of advice is to do something you love. Uh, if you need any ideas, I love wine and it is always very relaxing to drink a glass of wine and just sit in peace and quiet. Um, the fourth piece of advice is to use time wisely and the fifth piece of advice is to stay focused. 
So guys, I know I'm not a professional, but I hope that you at least got something from listening to my podcast today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and that you can take at least one of these pieces of advice and use them towards your day to day. Um, I really wish you guys a good week and know that I will be sending you positive vibes and hoping that you have an amazing time during your break and next week when we get back into the swing of things I know that that's always the most challenging we have those holidays and then we come back and the kids are having to get back into a routine so just know that I'll be thinking of you and hoping that everything goes well and that you guys stay safe I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in with me today at Let's Simplify Reading. I hope that you go and follow me on Instagram at Let's Simplify Reading and that you tune in to my next episode. I am going to start my next episode by sharing the different um, importances of phonemes and graphemes and how to connect those. That way your reader understands that it's more of a matching game versus having to guess or memorize different words and that there's different strategies that you can use. So I'll be sharing some of those tips on making it a little bit easier to begin those stages of teaching letters and sounds together. So I will see you next week whenever I share this episode and I will leave you off with a little bit more of that song that I shared earlier. Homes, we all would take the ladder. My mind is blurred.